0: For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with
1: Nat and Justin.
0: What up? It's Golden Spaces. It's Justin and Nat. We're here. Um, I'm working very hard. I'm trying really hard to have the vibes, guys, but it's a reach today. I feel messy. <laughs> I do. I do. The vibes are definitely not. 100% where they need to be, but maybe by the end of the show, we'll get there. Okay. Um We had the first segment for me to kind of air out my stuff and for us to talk things through. Justin gave me a little therapy. It's funny because I had a therapy session immediately before we recorded. So it's like I got my real life therapy, although sometimes basketball overlaps to that. Because, yes, yes, the therapist who I pay my good hard earned money to. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes has to hear me talk to her about the Warriors because y'all be stressing me out. Um, but then Justin gave me my basketball therapy, so now that um, I was able to get out some of what I got out, let's let's talk about the team. Um, so the Warriors are again one game below 500. It's not ideal. It's not ideal, but I just have to keep saying it, and I know we've been saying it all year it's not the end of the world and it's not the end of the world because of where the standings are. Right. And that's just, that's just the reality of the truth and crazy as it sounds, I mean, the Kings are starting to like, they're trying to create some distance and you know, they like, I don't know if they're going to start losing games, but they right now have third, but three is still within distance. So three through 13, and that includes teams like the OKC Thunder right now, three through 13 are all in contention. For the three through eight spots right like that's just what it is right right now in the West Um, Kawhi Leonard is starting to play better so he might be kind of getting into his groove right and so maybe the Clippers will start to play better who knows I don't think their only issue is Kawhi just not playing peak Kawhi but that bodes well for them if their best player is going to start you know playing like that again. Right. So I think you're going to start to see some more teams starting to make pushes. Booker should. I don't know when he's coming back, but he's probably going to be coming back soon. The Suns just got a pretty good win for them over the the Grizzlies last night, although they almost blew it. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are going to start to try to make a push right in the second half, including the Warriors. And I think maybe we just got to prepare ourselves for the fact that like the Warriors may make a run, but other teams may start to, and like the standings may just be like this for the rest of the season. Like it may just be close standings, Right. And the Warriors at most just got to make sure that they're not like out of six, but it's just going to be like that. Like, I don't think we're going to get this to be a year where the Warriors like create this separation amongst the rest of the pack. They let too much of the season go. So there's not going to be this, oh, we're like six, seven, eight games ahead. And to be honest, it wasn't really like that last year either. It started like that. But then in the second half of the season, they dropped games. They dropped games. They had a buffer, but they dropped games. And they had to fight for the third spot. I think we had even fallen as low as like, did we ever fall below four? I feel like at one point we might have been five.
1: Um, I'm not sure.
0: We definitely well, fell to four, though. I know that.
1: I think we fell to four. I don't know about five, though.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was sort of a similar – at least we knew that they were going to be in that three and four spot, so that's the difference. But what I mean is that it was close, and it, it could have not been. And, and also, we I think we were worried we could have fell because if everyone remembers, when Steph went out, they were losing a lot of games. It really wasn't until, like, the last five-ish games of the season where they just found a way to string together some games and, like, win and secure, secure that three spot. Cause we were all like, mm-hmm look at them. They not winning nothing. And this is crazy. And I, I'm just like, does everyone remember that that was happening last year? Because it really is not that different from this year. The main difference with this year from last year is that they started off so strong. And I know we've talked about the reasons that happened, but the point is that they started off so strong. They had a buffer, but the Warriors were playing very comparable basketball to this, the second half of the season. They mm-hmm. really were. And I remember the same thing, all the questions going into the postseason. I mean, Steph's going to come back, but can you really like just come back and, and then go on a run like that? Can you just do that? And I remember a lot of people saying what we saw at the beginning of the season was fake. I remember that. You know, maybe just wasn't real. They spent like all this time in California to start in. You know, because I remember pe- we, we kept saying like, Okay, we know the Warriors can play. They were doing this at the beginning of the season. So why does everyone now all of a sudden think that they can't just because you haven't seen it? Like things have happened, but people just refuse to acknowledge that things happen. It was just like, no, no, because if you're this kind of team, a championship team does this. And they do this. And we get all these proclamations about what Mm -hmm. they should look like. And then they go on. Don't ever go to a game seven. Pretty much dominate the Western Conference. I really, maybe, maybe naively, but I truly believe, Justin, after that, that 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 people would be a little bit more understanding or supportive or patient going forward, and we wouldn't doubt things as much because of that. I thought, because I get it, like that last year was like, we haven't seen them in two years. And it was so long before when they did this. So we don't know if they can still do it. I wasn't one of those people, but I can, I can accept that. But you just saw them do it. Like Mm -hmm. you just saw them do it a few months ago. So I'm just saying like, for me, it is annoying because it's very similar last year. And I got to tell you that outside of the beginning of the last season, I was annoyed for most of the season watching them play. That's how I felt. I was annoyed. So it's a very similar feeling. Um, I really don't want them in a play-in spot. And I, I I still say I'm pretty confident that they won't be in a play-in spot, but I'm starting to like wonder, like, are they really gonna get to like four? <laughs> you know, because they do really have to start that process soon, Um, I think, to do it. And so that that's kind of where I am with them on that. So what do you think, now that we're here, they're again one game below 500, What do you think in terms of like their seating and, and where they'll end up? Because I, what I sort of think is going to happen is that they're going to make the push after all-star break, which is great, but you got to win some games before all-star break. Like you can't, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like you're going to get that big rest and everybody's going to come back refreshed. But what do you do to get you from now through all-star break?
1: They got to. Play some defense, first of all. (laughs) Um, Like Draymond said, I did see that Draymond said something about ball contained and just the other team breaking the paint consistently.
0: Dribble penetration.
1: Exactly. And this is the issue that we run into when we start small. Um, If we can't contain the ball while you're small, then it's really no point, right? Because all the ball handler is going to do once he gets into the paint is see Draymond come and help and then just drop it off that's how you get 24 points from nick claxton right um so they they got to figure out a way to contain the ball they got to figure out a way to help on the glass with our wings particularly the the ones that are playing up a position um and i think that'll set the table for them offensively they'll be fine right as long as you got steph um, and Jordan and Clay and all these guys, they got so much talent offensively. They're going to be fine. I think the defensive end is the main reason why they they're in this position now. So they got to get back to defending at a high level consistently. Um, and, you know, this was the first game in a long time where they've had pretty much a fully healthy rotation, like their main rotation um, kind of surprised that Jamaica didn't play. I think he played probably his best game of the season against the Cavs and, before he had his leg infection, he was starting to trend upward um, as well. So if he can get to, uh, you know, just a baseline of being able to rebound and finish plays and not completely tank the defense and stuff like that, if he can just be a passable level player, um, I think he can give them a nice boost because he can just, he, he can, it allows them to just play more front court bodies and guys that can actually crash and rebound and stuff like that. So, there is an opportunity. We keep saying it, but there is an opportunity for them to string together some wins because they have their reliable eight, nine guys. If you include Ty Jerome, 10 guys. Um, If you include, he, who should not be named that's 11 guys that they can kind of rely on to at least give some type of neutral impact out there. And I think that should be enough for them to, you know, string together some wins, build some chemistry going forward. And, I do think they'll make a bigger push after the All Star break once guys get a rest, particularly Dre and Loon. Um, you know, Wiggs can kind of hopefully get his rhythm back over this stretch before the All Star break. But I do think he'll be a lot better after that as well, and Steph as well. So they just gotta lock in on D um, up until then, and. And see where the chips fall where they may, but I think ultimately they they'll 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 land wherever they're supposed to land, right? Like your record is what your record is at the end of the season because that's the type of team that you you are. So whatever seed that is for them, whether it's in the play in or not, it's where they're supposed to be because it's how they performed over the course of the season. So, um, yeah, we just gotta hope they continue to trend upward, and by the time they get to the playoffs, they they're set health wise and rhythm wise where they can make the best push they can possibly make whether that ends in a championship or not that's that's all you can ask for mute you're muted
0: <laughs> <laughs> we knew that was gonna happen one time <laughs> y'all can't see the video but I'm all here answering, asking a question <laughs> the first vibes moment that we've had there we go we knew Um, it wasn't
1: going to be long without it
0: (laughs) who do you think this team is Justin
1: I think they right now um they're still a contending team they're just focused um, another player or two, and um, just rhythm back, uh, rhythm away from being who they really are, right, which is a championship-level team. I think um, getting some core help definitely is needed. We've been saying that literally since before. Like, we've been saying that since first, second, third week of the season. Um, that still remains true, in my opinion. They need some frontcourt help preferably a big wing, someone that can allow you to play different lineups and stuff like that. Um, Once, not once they do that, but before they do that, they need to establish a baseline of focus and defensive effort and physicality. I think that was a big reason why Dante and and Joku had, and Looney Looney had such big impacts off the bench because they came in, they played physical um, immediately, right? Brooklyn's kryptonite is physicality. So, you know, as good as they are at switching and how many shooters they got and how many offensive weapons they have, Boston swept them because they were just a more physical team. And, you know, it just they they use it, they impose their physicality on the offensive and the defensive end. So I think playing with that physicality and that pride and that, you know, that grit on both ends is exactly what they need, in addition to potentially influxing another player or two that can provide some more, um, provide a different skill set or something that they need and fill a fill a hole for them. And they'll they'll be a contender. They're they're the best team in league when they do those things. <laughs> so I think ultimately you are – with this team, they are closer to their ceiling. Like some teams have a high ceiling, but who they really are as a team isn't really that. Like I think the Clippers are not really their ceiling um, because we just haven't seen them do it consistently enough. But I do think over the course of this dynasty, you've seen the Warriors hit their ceiling time and time and time again. So I do think at the end of the day, they're closer to their ceiling as you know their baseline than any other team in the league. So yeah, at the end of the day, I think they're a championship caliber team. They just got to get it right.
0: Okay. Wow. Part of getting it right is getting Andrew Wiggins back to where we need him to be um and again it may not be to where he was at the beginning of the season um where he was last year in the finals would be great too even though he wasn't the most efficient he just you felt him you made sure he his presence was felt on the court um so what are the things because his shot isn't there yet and i think that is affecting him that his shot isn't there Um, just the reality of the world we live in. Like, yes, players can do other things on the court, but we've seen it with Clay. We've seen it with others. Jordan, like, when their shot isn't falling, it just, it just, um, they take themselves out. And, like, you wish players wouldn't do that, but they do that. Now, I feel like this team will actively do things to get Clay going, but I feel like Wiggins is not a player they will do that for. (laughs) Right? That is true. And he is kind of forced to, you know, like I don't think they plan for Wiggins to be our second most important or impactful or whatever player in the finals, but that's just what happened. But they don't look to say, okay, let's get him going. Let's get him. So what can be done to help? Cause at some point you got to, because he's needed, right? Mm-hmm. So what can Andrew do and what can the team do to get him to where he needs to be?
1: Well, for Andrew, I think if he is mentally all the way there from the injury, um, which I hope he is, then I think just what I just said about Dante and and Kaminga and Looney, just play with some more physicality, right? Put your body on somebody, make them feel you, um, because that type of stuff gets guys, like, going, gets them in a rhythm. When you really, you know, everybody has their different way of getting hyped up or getting involved or, you know, getting to where they need to get to, but – it's a pretty foolproof plan that if you knock somebody on their ass one time or they knock you in your ass, or you just, you know, you just, you know, get into it with somebody. Right. Um, it, it kind of wakes you up a little bit. I think going to the rim a little bit more, he had a few post-ups against the nets where he just kind of like settled and faded away. And it's like, just go through somebody's chest. Even if it's an offensive file, go through somebody's chest, try to dunk on somebody, stuff like that. Um, he usually has some of his best games and I specifically against Minnesota. They like to run the first play of the game for him against Minnesota because he used to play for them and he's gotten dunks against them and stuff like that. And he's had some of his best games. Once he, once he gets that first dunk out of his system and all that. So I do think they need to feature him a little bit more in the offense, particularly second units. Um, I think posting him up and just getting him going downhill to the rim is the best thing for him in his offense. And it's the best thing for the team because he for the majority of his career has been an elite finisher inside. And he typically does well when he posts up smaller guards. So I think they need to do that. But for him on a defensive end, try to crash the glass a little bit more like you were doing in the playoffs, right? You don't got to do it every single game like you did in the playoffs, but get yourself going a little bit. I think he gets caught watching a little bit too much. Whereas in the playoffs, you couldn't keep him off the glass, offensive and defensive. He was going for everything. So I think he has to have one or two games where he's doing that consistently He's getting to the rim consistently. He he has some plays called for him. And I think that'll get him going. That'll get his confidence back up. And uh, I think it'll shake any rust or any apprehension he has towards playing his full athletic game coming off that injury.
0: Okay. Andrew, we hope you're listening to us. Someone send Andrew Wiggins what Justin just said. Send him our podcast. You know, everyone knows I have a soft spot for Andrew, so it's paining me that he's going through this right now and that everyone is not being as supportive of him as I think we should be. So um, we need you, Andrew. You're needed. You're not like just like some guy on this team. We actually need you. So he looked good when I saw him, you know, in, in Boston, I had the opportunity to actually walk like right by him and he was laughing and good. So that doesn't really mean much, you know, but um, you know, we need you. So do what you got to do to get back. So that's Andrew. Right. Um, I don't know with clay. I don't even, Clay's going to hijack offenses sometimes. Yeah. clay's shooting is going to be up and down i feel like this is just clay i think my only thing is like at what point do they say okay maybe let's not go to him for four straight possessions like right and that to me is not on clay that's like on the team and kerr like just don't keep doing it it's not fucking working
1: i totally agree um and clay has been on fire for the last two weeks, three weeks or something like that. He's been shooting great numbers. He's been averaging close to 30 points. Um, So like you said, he's going to be up and down. He's going to have some bad games. He's going to have some games where he shoots a little bit too much. But Clay has said time and time again, I don't sacrifice shots. He told Draymond, they pay me to shoot, which they do. (laughs) So you know when you give the ball to Clay, there's a much higher chance that he's shooting the ball than him passing the ball. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying look him off, but just keep in mind that you don't don't run three, four, five plays in a row for him down the stretch, knowing that he doesn't have it going and knowing that he's probably not going to pass it out of those situations. Um,
0: and why was that needed down the stretch? Why didn't they do that earlier in the game? Like why at that point are they looking for Clay to get going is, when it's time to close?
1: And this is why I think it's just like that focus, like that intention, like, We got the game one. We are up 16 points with four minutes, five minutes to go. Let's just try to get Clay going. So he's good for the next game or he's feeling good about himself. And it's like once you realize, shit, they came back, it's too late now. Right. Like we probably should have did that. It's too late now. Right. You try to put Looney in at the end. Oh, It's too late. So I think that's why I think it's just a a focus thing that they're just kind of they're trying to cruise in situations where they shouldn't be cruising. They should be like, all right, we're. Putting this team away, like all right, we can we can go to Clay when we're up twenty five with five minutes to go, not thirteen. Um, so,
0: but also not with like yeah, Kevin Durant's out, but like we know what Kyrie can do. Y'all know it in the worst way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like you know it in the worst way. Like what are we doing? Are you disrespecting him? Because I remember I used to get mad when they never used to double Kyrie, but we saw them doing some of that in this game, forcing him to give up the ball, and I like that. Early yeah. in the game, I'm saying because it's like, yes, make the others beat you. Make the others beat you because I don't yeah. think I don't think the Nets others are that good.
1: No, they're they're not. I mean, offensively, they can all hit shots. Joe Harris and Seth are two of the best shooters in the league. Ben Simmons is a shell of his former self, though. Um, Royce O'Neal can hit a shot, but he's not a he's not gonna like beat you other than a wide open three at the end. You know, what I mean, of course he's gonna hit that one, but he's not gonna beat you throughout the course of the game, really. And I do think their approach with Kyrie was just a little off. Like, they they let him go one-on-one, which is cool against certain matchups, but, like, he was just kind of cooking people all night. But when they weren't letting him go one-on-one, they were just doing very, very uh, telegraphed double teams where he was he, he could easily pass out of them. They weren't timed well. They were doubling off people who were just an easy pass away, like Claxton on a roll a bunch of times. That's why he got 24 points. And it's like, what do we – it's just like their defensive tension. Yeah. It's just not. They're not. They're not all the way there. That's why I said that has to be established first, right? They were the smartest defensive team in the league last year by far, and they had one of the best personnel in the league to execute those different defenses. And obviously, Mike Brown is gone, and a lot of the guys that made that defense what it was last year um, are not there. But you just. They, I think they just gotta figure something out because the way they were guarding Kyrie just, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: So maybe you can answer Justin, the question that could not be answered, which is what is up with the defense? Why have they lost all their defensive principles? Because you get it when it's the bench guys, but these are your main guys doing this.
1: Hmm. um team is smaller for one <laughs> team is smaller um i do think and i said this early in the season andrew just hasn't been as good as he was on defense as he was last year he hasn't been bad but i do think he was much better last year um obviously losing gary gary made so many plays defensively like that just led to they were home run plays, right? Dante's extremely solid, and he's good. Kuming is extremely solid, and he's good. But they aren't making, like, a ton of pick-six plays out there like Gary was.
0: But hold on. Um, I'm just saying, like, the closing group. Because last night, I thought the bench... Like, I know we haven't seen them do it, like, all season. But I do think, generally speaking, since Steph was out to now, that the bench has been playing better. Like, I think... I, I think the bench guys have learned how to play with each other is what I'm saying. So um, I, I, it's not that I don't think that there can't be improvement, but like, it was not the starter, like it, the bench helped build the lead, you know, and they were like, and yeah. I was with Kaminga out there and stuff like that. But I'm just saying some of the defensive lapses we're seeing, I mean, Jordan was making some of them, but we know his defensive issues, but it's not just him, you know, it's, It's the other, it's the starters at times, you know? And it's like, y'all know the right things to do. So why are y'all still doing the wrong things? Like you've gotten the lead now. Why are you not close? Like your bench did what you need them to do. Not only did they win the last game to keep y'all at 500, but they came in tonight, they like invoked energy. You know, Kaminga was tremendous. And let's talk Mm. about him next segment because we haven't even given him love for the great game he's had. So why are they not doing their part? Now you are getting what you need from the bench and you're still not doing it.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I mean, they they made that switch. So it's kind of like a weird, we're in this weird middle, middle ground right here where it's like they sent Looney to the bench where he's kind of been like the f- defensive anger for the or one of the defensive anchors for the starting unit. So they put him on the bench now. And so he's helping them out. Um, he's extremely underrated, by the way. Like, he, whatever lineup he's put in, he just makes so much better. Um, but I don't think that lineup, the three guard, the PTSD, whatever lineup they tried to name that, it's just not a good defensive lineup. Like, it worked against I Denver. Know
0: that. Why do you think he went to it with Brooklyn?
1: I don't know. I mean, he went to it with Boston, too, and they were, they were kind of, they were playing well, but I think they were just a little bit more juiced up for Boston. But I, I don't understand. Um, he he I think he he went to it and he and he said that he that he made the reference to Jordan and how he plays better as a starter and stuff like that, but i just don't I just don't get it that lineup is like it was good for like two games and then, and then it was it's always been bad other than that they're just too small, right Wiggins, as good as he is and as good as he was in the playoffs, doesn't in the regular season at least consistently bring the physicality and the rebounding and the big things that he needs to bring to play the four consistently clay just isn't what he used to be defensively to to be able to guard some of the guys they're asking him to guard right so it's just a bunch of cross matches right so wiggins is best as a point of attack defender but in that lineup he has to be a big defender clay is probably best as a big defender at this point and jordan it's tough to find a matchup for him anywhere in the court, and you're not going to put Steph on the other team's best guy. So it's like either Jordan or Clay has to guard the other team's best ball handler, which, depending on the matchup, can be problematic. <laughs> right? You play him against Kyrie, and it's like, well, if Wiggins isn't guarding Kyrie, then we're kind of cooked. Um, so yeah, they just need to. I think they need to scrap that lineup. I said last night, um, maybe special occasions that lineup should come about, but they should go back to the normal starting lineup, put Jordan back on the bench. And if you're so hell bent on starting Jordan, then either Clay or Wiggs has to come off the bench. Like that's just you can't you can't start the four perimeter guys together. Uh, they just they just don't guard up. They don't scale up well enough for it to really work consistently. Um so that's that's how I feel about it. That particular lineup is just is doomed to fail <laughs> defensively regardless of who they're playing i think
0: okay that makes sense i just I, I just don't know in terms of i'm so sorry for this noise y'all i just like don't even want to take my thing off mute um i just don't think um I feel like Jordan was starting to get his flow anyway, like even before he was inserted into the starting lineup. So I would see if like he was still struggling, but it just doesn't make sense to me because I felt like he was finally starting to like play well, even in the second unit. So I just didn't think the change to the first, to to, to now bringing him back to start was needed. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't think that it worked so well in the Boston game either to give you like a reason to be like let's do this again because it was like super uber effective so I'm like is there something going on behind the scenes we don't know because I don't understand why this is happening <laughs> right yeah
1: I mean I think I think he initially went to it um, as kind of like a we don't have any bigs type of you know proclamation like okay we have two centers if you include Draymond and Looney our best lineup is with them two playing together, but we have to split them up because we don't have any other bigs. Um, we're gonna to have to make Andrew play a lot more four. Kaminga has already been pretty much a four for them since he got drafted. So that's cool. And that's probably why the bench, you know, looked a lot better because you got a guy who's naturally a four and a guy who's naturally a five playing, and then you just match up however many, whatever guards you want to put with those dudes is gonna work probably. Um but that first unit is just not quite like that because Wiggins is not naturally a four. He's a three, a two-three kind of, you know, in that realm, right? Point of attack defender. You know, that's just that's just his game. Um, so I think that's Kerr initially was just like, Look, we gotta split these guys up because we don't have any other centers. You would think he would take Jamichael's return as kind of like a way for him to dial that back and say, all right, we can play our main guys and then we can feel comfortable with Jermichael and their spot minutes. But that just wasn't the case last yesterday. So uh, maybe he, he goes back to Jermichael a little bit more going forward. And maybe there, maybe there's something going on behind, behind the scenes that we don't really know about, potentially a player acquisition or something like that. So I don't know. But I think that's what it is, splitting up the
0: bigs. Justin is so amused when I talk to myself for like a good 30 seconds before I realize I'm muted um (laughs) let's break here and come back for one last final short segment you are tuned into golden spaces and odyssey original podcast we'll be right back